lives in the state and they were in the Fargo-Moorhead area. So I actually, in in my work, have traveled all the way to Dickinson, which is about five hours from me because I live way up at the Canadian border in the middle of the state. Right now, my farthest commute is about three hours away to um, to a Hutterite colony over by oh, Grand wow. Fort. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Doc Tales with our host, Dr. Rural Doc, Alan Lindemann. Doc, what's going on? I know you're excited about our guest today. Yes, we're really doing well here, and I'm awfully happy that uh, Paulette uh, is willing to talk with us today. I know she's uh, delivered many babies, but I'd like to know, uh, how she, Paulette, how did you get started with this? Well, I was raised in a family of 13 up here in the Turtle Mountains in North Dakota, and we were all born at home. So when I um, finally, I was number 12 of 13, but when I finally got pregnant with my first child, I decided that I wanted to have a home birth. That was 40 years ago. So there wasn't really anybody around that was doing births, but um, I just decided that, you know, women have been doing this for thousands of years and birth is still the same. So we decided to have our baby at home. Uh, I had three other close friends that were pregnant the same time I was. They had had hospital deliveries and really didn't want to go back to the hospital. So they asked if I would um, come over to their homes and be with them. And I did. And that's how it started. Well, you know, what you're talking about is autonomy. And that's one of the things you can have at home that you don't have in the hospital. Um, right. So that, that's what your your public wants. And I think right now, autonomy is where it is. There's a lot of moms who are voting with their feet. Now, they don't want to deliver in a hospital, but they don't really know what their choices are. So thank you for making yeah. choices for them. Well, I believe that that's extremely important, especially in this day and age when there are so many things that people are uh, kind of waking up and realizing that maybe there are some things that are not so good for them or their babies. And like you said, being able to make the choices uh, about their birth is what is really important to them. Well, I imagine and, it. And of course, at home that, you know, they can choose where they want to deliver, they can choose how they want to do their labor. Um, they get to choose the people that they have with them. And all of that really makes for a much more pleasant and uh, normal delivery without complications. Well, I know that you have a wide reach. I referred a lady to you from uh, um, near Harvey. And uh, so you must, that must be several mm -hmm a hundred miles or so for you to to go so yes i travel i do travel my far uh, when i first started of course there were just me and um two other midwives in the state and they were in the fargo moorhead area so i actually in in my work have traveled all the way to dickinson which is about five hours from me because i live way up at the canadian border in the middle of the state Right now, my farthest commute is about three hours away 
to um, to a Hutterite colony over by oh, Grand wow. Forks. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So, what made you always want to do this? Like intrigued by this because again, this is an alternative way to give birth for sure. Yes. Well, when I was little, um, because I had lots of nieces and nephews and things, I was very interested in babies. I we would get together and gatherings and. All I wanted to do was just sit and hold and play with the babies. When I was in high school, I was going to go into nursing, but I really disliked chemistry and there was a lot of that. So I didn't go into nursing. Um, And then when I started having my own children, I had attended a hippie friend's birth and um, in her home, just with no electricity, no running water, it was candlelight and it was one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life. And I said, if I ever have a baby, that is how it's going to be. And when I started talking about that with other people, they had the same desire. So I just felt that after my first child was born and people started asking me, I really believe that God called me as a ministry to do this for parents that want the alternative. Well, I think that, uh, you know, you made the right choice because if you had liked chemistry and gone on to be a nurse, you'd be most likely working in a hospital and you would be missing out on all of these home births and, you know, the natural birth and the autonomy that you give to moms and dad babies. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. I, I'm, I know that I would have gone into OB nursing for sure. And, uh, Yeah, I kind of feel like I would have been stuck there and God had better plans for me. So he kind of kept me from doing that. (laughs) How do you find people that want your services? Uh, Almost completely by mouth. Right from the beginning, I I felt like I didn't want to advertise because I didn't want to kind of promote myself. Excuse me. I uh, it's just been word of mouth from one person to another. And it has been pretty amazing how some people have found me or gotten a hold of me. A um, lot of amazing stories how people finally were able to to connect with me. But I really believe that it's um, it's just who if I'm supposed to be at your birth, um, I will be there one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talked last, it was blizzarding, and you were driving, so you must drive through a lot of bad weather to get to where you're going (laughs) well i do lots of times um sometimes i think i'm kind of crazy to stay in north dakota and and keep doing it but um excuse me uh, a lot of the other states of course have lots of other midwives so it's definitely a real real big need in north dakota for for this choice for parents and so this is my home state. I was raised on a farm just eight miles from where I live right now and and definitely have my deep roots here and will stay here until I'm not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, you have- that, oh, I was going to go, Doc. That, that's, that's, that's tremendous. What is the day in the life of a midwife? Kind of explain what you do. <laughs> well... <clears throat> Um, I guess you, you know, like I try and plan checkups, like I go to, I drive to people's homes for checkups as well, like the monthly checkups that I do. So, 
um, at the beginning or like towards the end of the week or the weekend, I set up the days that I'm going to uh, travel and do monthly checkups. Uh, one day I'll choose to go to the east, one day I choose to go to the west, and one day I choose to go kind of to the south or the middle section. Um, so then that day may be planned. Most of the time I'm getting up and leaving home by seven o'clock in the morning so I can get all my checkups in in a day. I have driven 550 miles in a day and, and it did six checkups in that time as well. So uh, it gets to be really busy days sometimes. When you have several ladies that are due, then you're kind of uh, in your mind is always being on call 24 seven. Um, you just never know when it's going to happen. So you can make your plans. But I always uh, have to tell my people that I'm doing checkups. It's like, okay, I have several ladies due. So I may not be able to come this day, but we will plan on that. And I'll let you know if something changes. So it's always, you have to be extremely flexible. And um, that's one of the things that before I became a midwife, I was pretty regimented in my schedules and liked it that way. <laughs> so I had to uh, I had to do a lot of changing in my mindset that um, things can change at any moment and you have to be willing to do that and not get upset about it because that's just the way life and babies are. Well, I certainly know about being available because uh, I've delivered about 6,000 babies and I was available for most of them. And I think it's very important that moms get to see the same person during their pregnancy. So you're providing that service for them. Yes. Congratulations on your 6,000 births. <laughs> That's pretty amazing for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I know um, what it's like to be on call. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yes. So, and the winter yeah. is, I guess, probably the most stressing because you never know what the weather is going to be like or what the roads are going to be like. But, you know, that's that's another thing that I really trust that, that it's all in God's hands. I could drive myself crazy trying to think about it and figure it out and all this and that. But I just uh, I just really trust that he will do what is best and, uh, you know, protect me and take care of me and, and orchestrate all of it. So I don't have to worry about it too much. Fabulous. I got a question. But yeah, for it's you. very I important. No, I was going to tell, uh, yeah. Paulette, I was going to talk to doc, doc, Roll doc about this. Why did you, why are you such a proponent of midwives rural doc? Because ultimately you will be the one who delivered babies, especially when you were an obstetrician, you, why would you not want to be the one that ends up doing the delivery? and to encourage people to be a midwife, to, to well, go to a midwife. I like the idea of autonomy. And besides that, I know how I worked with Jill for a long time, almost two decades mm -hmm. in Fargo. Yeah. And I know that she needed my support. And those Absolutely. patients that she saw needed my support. So that was the reason mm -hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. And it is, like you said, it is so important for moms and dads to have um, the support of the person that you want to have at your birth so that you are, um, you know, you get to know them and you get to 
they get to feel comfortable with you and they trust in you. They believe that, you know, you will do what is the best for them and will give them the best care that you can. Um, and that is, that is so important for moms to be able to relax in labor and know that they are going to have just the people that they want there with them. It's not going to be any strangers or any interventions that they don't want. They don't have to, you know, argue about whether they're going to be in this position or that position. They can, they have the freedom to make the choices that is, that is their right to make in, in labor and birth. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I'm not against doctors and hospitals, but now, you know, like there are several midwives in the hospitals and, so when you go for your prenatal checkups, you see all three midwives and then you get the midwife that's on call when you go in labor. Well, out of out of three people, there's going to be one that you like better than all the rest of and feel closer to, but then you go into labor and you don't get that person. So to me, that's that's a real setback for nurse midwives working in the hospitals. That's that's the disadvantage, right. I believe, for parents so, and for the nurse midwives as well. Is it easy to work with the OBGYNs, especially if you're look as a midwife to have to give birth at home? How many of them are really proponents, kind of like World Aqua is and was? Well, they're um, you know, like in, in the bigger cities like Bismarck, Minot, that's where they do births and things, Devil's Lake in North Dakota. Uh, the doctors all know me because I've had to transport at different times and things. And I don't think there's ever been a situation where they treated us real badly. They, of course, they don't agree with it and they can't. Right. That's the, point. that's the point I want to, Paula, that's the point I want to say. Why don't they agree with it? Why is there any form of alternative medicine uh, disagreed with in this country? And I guess in the world. So. Well, I, th- I think mainly because they're not trained any differently. That's the way that they're trained. And they have spent how many years? Up to 12 years in school learning all of these things. Mm-hmm. And then I come along that have been totally self-taught. Like I got books and studied myself. Uh, I went to workshops and things like that, but I'm, and I don't have a license by anybody. And I come along and I am doing the same thing that they're doing without the years of schooling, without the expense. And they just can't quite understand that or think that I could be capable of doing, you know, as good of a job as they could. And one of the other things is that they're just not trained that way. They're trained in all of the medical stuff. My training has been, of course, I have studied all the medical stuff, but my, my, my practice is more staying with the natural. And that's, that's what we disagree on. It's kind of, to them, labor and birth is like a medical procedure that they can kind of um, control and kind of make sure it goes the way they want it to go. Birth, labor and birth is a natural process that works absolutely wonderful if you just leave it alone. Wow. You're right. There are times there are times when we need doctors and I really thank God for them because they can save moms and babies' lives. But I would say 
98% of the time, if a, if a labor is just left to progress the way it's supposed to and how the mom's body body and mental state is handling it, it will work out really well. Now, how much, what do you do if there is complications? Do you end up preparing yourself for that situation that they might go to the hospital still? Oh, yes. Yes. I always, I always talk with the parents beforehand and we always make a plan if something should come up that we need to go to the hospital. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, doctor. Yes, that's question. not something that's just a surprise, you know, but I always, usually the labor will indicate that there is something going on that may not be right. Um, and so I'm always in very, you know, while I'm at the birth, I'm talking with the parents all the time and making sure that they know exactly what I know or what I think is going on or what I see. Um, They know as well because I talk to them about it. And it's not me making the choice of of running you to the hospital. It's a choice that's made by all of us that are there. So it's, it's, you know, it's a yes. By the time that we do go, myself and the parents know that this is a situation that we need to go to the hospital. Paulette, when you transfer to the hospital, is that by ambulance or do you put them in their car or you put them in your pickup or how does that work? Um, It all depends on what the transfer is about. You know, if it's an emergency situation, which I've had maybe only I think it's probably been four times that we've actually had to call the ambulance. Other than that, I would say three-fourths of my transports, which is I think I've had 60 in the 40 years, have been um, long, long labors where the mom gets exhausted and dehydrated and the labor is just not going anywhere. So we have to transport, get an epidural, a little bit of Pitocin and Mom gets rested up and a little bit of energy and then has the baby in the hospital. Let's see. Well, then then we will just put I mean, you know, we'll get stuff together and take mom to the hospital in their vehicle. I always go to the hospital with them as support and, you know, giving information to the doctors and nurses and things like that. I never just send them to the hospital without me. I go to the hospital with them. I'd say that's smart, Paulette. That's a a good way to do it. It really helps the patients that way. Absolutely. Yes. We want the the smoothest, you know, transition as possible. So the best way to do that, I feel, is make the continuity of care um, still available there for them at the hospital. And then they need a lot of emotional support at that point, (laughs) you know, because here we, we wanted to have a home birth and we are ending up going to the hospital. So then, then there's a lot of emotional um, stuff that's going on. So most of the time, once we get to the hospital, I'm there for the emotional support rather than, you know, doing the medical stuff at that point. Is this an affordable thing for families to have a midwife instead of going ahead and going to the hospital? Absolutely. Well, with my, I only have a, I'm, I'm totally different than most midwives. <laughs> I really wish that I was a millionaire so I could do it free for everybody because I don't think there should even be a price set with it, which I don't for the birth. There is a charge for each checkup that I do. But the birth, I 
I leave up to the parents as a donation or a gift to me, whatever they can share, because I don't believe that it would be fair for anybody to have to decide on a home birth on whether they can pay for it. And so I am, I'm willing to just take whatever parents can share with me. Doc, congratulations. Yeah. Well, you know, it works really well. There are, there are times when people can pay a lot and others that, that can't, but that's not what it's about for me at all. It's just being able to be available for people that want to do this and feel that it is the best thing for them and their families. All right. So doc, any other questions do you have for Paulette? I just wanted to say, add a little bit about um, doctors and hospital deliveries versus home deliveries and midwives. But I think it has to do with a turf war. And that's what, what the, um, you know, the medical professionals, the doctors, the uh, nurses in the hospital, the midwives who are in the hospital. I think it's actually, you know, like these patients belong to me and why do you have them? I think there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree with you. I think I think that's kind of what it comes down to is we're taking, um, well, I would hope that it would be because they want to give them the best care that they think that they can give them. Um, sometimes I think it might be have to do with the money situation, but yeah, I really, that's, that's true. What you said that it's kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking away their patients. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a place people can find information on you and stuff? They, especially if they're in the area where you are a midwife. <laughs> no, you have to learn about me from word of mouth. Go to world.allen.com and then that's the only one. I don't don't have a website or anything. Actually, I am on, you know, I'm on Facebook, but I'm under a different name. Uh, It's a name that um, I was before I was married, actually. Uh, On Facebook, it's under Punky Larson, but I don't, I don't talk. You know, that's not a place where people would really find me for home birthing or anything. I don't put a lot of stuff on there. I don't have a website. Um, I don't have anything. I just feel like, uh, like I say, if people, if I'm supposed to attend people or be there with them, um, they will find me one way or the other. Well, we appreciate and I'm plenty and I'm plenty busy, so I don't have oh, to that's a, that, Exactly. <laughs> well, you can provide such great uh, resources as uh, with, for Royal Doc, for sure. We appreciate it. And thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Paulette. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I have enjoyed it very much. You're well, welcome. You, you can come back. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I will anytime. Just let me know. All, All right. right. That was okay. the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Doc Tales. Guys, take care.